talked about three weeks ago. I think we had a business meeting, and then we've had uh, bad weather the last two Wednesdays, so it's been a little bit of a break. But we left off in Chapter 7, and I'm going to do my best to finish this tonight. Uh, some of you may still have your outline. If you don't, it's, uh, it's just a lot of stuff on different judgment speeches that uh, the Lord uh, you know, uses through Hosea. The first uh, judgment speech is in chapter 4, second chapter 5, and the third one, uh, well, actually in chapter 6, there was a call to repentance, and then starting again in towards the middle of chapter 6 through 814 is his third judgment speech. So we're going to kind of go right into the middle of his judgment speech, but before we do, I want to uh, get us caught up here on our study guide. We... Uh, didn't get the first four or five years we went through there. So number one, who was Hosea? He was a prophet, wasn't he? To the northern kingdom of Israel. Remember, the tribes had been divided and under Jeroboam and uh, the northern kingdom. There was uh, ten, the southern kingdom, two, I believe is correct. God wanted the people in Israel to turn from their sin and return I like that. Turn from their sin and return to worshiping him alone. Hosea highlights the parallels between his relationship with Gomer and God's relationship with Israel. Remember in chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, God commanded him to go and marry a prostitute, didn't he? And said, you're going to have uh, children from her. Uh, there's going to be some children that are not even of your seed type thing. She's going to be unfaithful. And, of course, we know the, the names of the three there. One was No Mercy. God has departed. I can't remember. Lower am I? And anyway, the three names there is not important. I don't think I even put that on the, on the study guide. But, again, just some unfaithfulness going on. You're like, why would God command someone to, to go and do something like that? Well, it was a prophetic picture, wasn't it, of Israel and the way that uh, she had gone a whoring after other gods and and uh, other uh, powers and mites, Assyria, Egypt, uh, just relying on everybody and everything but God. Uh, you know, in this, you know, when you teach on judgment, it's, it's not a popular, popular message, is it? It wasn't back then, and it's still not today. People will flock to hear, seems like, a, a word on how uh, your, you know, great God is and the blessings of God and enlargement and all of this stuff they, they love to hear a good word right but all of these as we go through here Hosea Joel Amos Obadiah all the different ones there's going to be uh, a different parts in these uh, books where there's going to be judgment it's going to be talked about so again it's not it's, if we understand judgment correctly and again I know it's to me in my mind it's different from uh, even in the Old Testament to the New Testament, and even in our generation today. How many of you know that uh, a lot of judgment uh, we could do ourselves? Amen. Because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. When we stand before God, we should uh, be pretty uh, pure and clean before Him, shouldn't we? Because we have... Uh, the Holy Spirit as our guide and our uh, master of our life and I know in my own life when when I mess up or do something it's not long before I'm having to say 
you know, he brings it, calls it to my attention. And so, so let's talk about judgment just a minute here before we, I don't want to go too long because I, I am going to try to finish up. But I wrote something down here. Men sometimes adopt, adopt a mode of life which leaves the living God out. And he allows them to experience the consequences of their own choice. What do you think about that? Yeah. Natural consequences of, of, of not allowing God to be what? Lord and master of our lives. So, you know, the purpose of judgment is to call your attention to something, is it not? It's to awaken you. And we saw that cycle. Remember the very first session where I had the, the cycles, you know, sin, judgment, the call to repentance, and then vicious vicious circle and you see that a lot in Israel's in Israel's history but if you look at the Hebrew word it's shafat I hope I'm pronouncing that right but it's to separate and to pronounce a sentence and either vindicate or punish the accused I mean oh God's judgment is righteous judgment and there are some people uh, get by with judgment here in the court system don't they they have enough money to buy the lawyers or to buy the judge or whatever, and we've all seen that play out. What'd you say, Sandra? They can be bought, and but God's God's judgment is righteous. So again, and then in the 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 Greek word is krino uh, or crisis, kind of K R I S I S or K R I N O. It's a decision. It's a determination. It's a trial. It's a sentence. It's a dispute. So. Again, as we go through here and we talk about all these, I guess there's six different judgment speeches that Hosea, you know, and a lot of them overlap. You know, by the time we get through all six of them, you're just like, I'm wore out with the judgment thing, you know. But it's, uh, he says it in a little different way. And so we're going we're gonna to go through these chapters tonight, hit the highlights, but I'm not going to necessarily go verse by verse like we have been. So which one did I stop on? Three? Y'all ready for Four? Okay, number four, and then we'll get to chapter, number six here, we'll start on chapter eight. In chapters four, six through nine, the priests were making money from the sins of the people. They were encouraging sin to increase their profits. Sad, sad day. Hosea really wrote some pretty harsh words to him there. I remember us going over that during that, uh, there in chapter four, so making Money. The more they sinned, the more money they got from the sacrifices and stuff that they brought. So what a, what a corrupt system. Number five, in chapter 7, 11 through 13, Israel's kings went back and forth. We talked about this, allying themselves with Egypt and Assyria. They'd get in trouble, and they'd cry out to one of these other countries, come and rescue us, come and help us, instead of what? crying out and depending on God. So, all right, chapter 8. We're going to, this is, anybody ever heard the term sow the wind and reap the whirlwind? I think most of us have heard that if we've been in Christian circles very long. But we're going to start here and read a little bit of chapter 8, verse number 1. Put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord because the people have broken my covenant. The Assyrian army is coming against them here, 
and they, they've waited too long now to cry out to God. So, you know, when, when I saw that broken my covenant, it reminded me over in Hebrews, and I'll have Bev take us there, chapter 8, verse number 7 through 13. Have you know Hebrews is a book of better, better things, and it's, it's going to talk about the, the, the first covenant and the, the better covenant here. For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant. Right here, they've broken my covenant and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful? Prophetic word. For I will forgive their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more by calling this covenant, quote, new. He has made the first one, what? Obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Are you glad for the new covenant? Oh, my. Praise you. Man, that, ought to, that would make a Baptist shout almost right there. It should. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ooh, a better, better covenant. So anyway, he goes along here. They talks about the rebellion, breaking the covenant. Uh, he uses the word in verse 3, they've rejected what is good. They've set up kings without my consent. They've chosen princes without my approval. With their gold and silver, they've made idols for themselves to their own destructions. Throw out your calf out of the... You know... Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, in Samaria. Does it mention Samaria? That was the capital of the northern kingdom. Jeroboam the first had uh, made some idols uh, to, to worship God. You know, his intent was good, but it was wrong. God said, I don't want to ever, don't, don't make unto me any graven image. So now, but in time, instead of, you know, even in their ignorance, worshiping this thing like they were worshiping God, eventually it became turned around. They began turning to Baal and to all these other uh, Asheroff and all the other gods. So he's, uh, he says, Throw out the calf idol, O Samaria. My anger burns against them. How long will they be cap incapable of purity? They are from Israel. This calf, a craftsman, has made it. It is not God. Is that pretty clear? Don't have an idol. I, I, it will be broken in pieces, that calf of Samaria. They sow the wind... And they reap the whirlwind. Wow. The stalk has no head. It will produce no flower were it to yield again. So they, they, they are seeking security somewhere else, aren't they? Instead of in the living God. So the question, I believe, on number six was, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind refers to Israel seeking its own self-preservation apart from God. Does God want his people to rely on him? Yes, relationship. Now that the new covenant is on the inside of us, right? Every day I can talk to God 
anytime, anywhere. Hallelujah. So, any comments or questions so far on that? We, again, then anybody. And the calf. The calf represents really Baal. I mean, who is an, a bull, you know. It it's, just shows you the propensity of the, the people to go back to Baal worship so quickly. And because that culture was all around them. And everybody back in those days, everybody worshipped Baal. Everybody. Way more people than worship the true God. So it just kind of struck me as interesting. Good point, because as he said, God, God had handpicked Israel out of all of these other nations. But as Terry said so well, you know, everybody else, it was the big, it was the quote thing to do, you know. Wow. Hmm. Merrill Lynch. <laughs> wow. Didn't realize that. Wow. But, it, you know, it, it, we, we can see here it's going downhill, isn't it? I mean, you, 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 you start doing things in yourself. I mean, man, it, it, it's, it's going to spiral. It's prideful. It's, it's, it's terrible, you know, just to, to depart from the living God. So as we go through chapter 8 again, I don't want to read all of it. Uh, he talks about wild donkeys. They've gone up to Syria like a wild donkey wandering alone. Easy prey for someone to pick off. Uh, Though Ephraim, verse 11, built many altars for sin offering, these, these have become altars for sinning. They started good. They went there to worship God, but as we mentioned, it turned into a Baal worship. Uh, all of this is going on. They offer sacrifices given to me. They eat the meat, but the Lord is not pleased with them because you know why? It had become mere ritual. Are there churches today mere ritual wow we need a move yeah yeah mere ritual at 10 10 11 we're going to do this at 10 22 we got to do this we're going to cut away here at 10 24 at 10 28 we're going to come back and take the offering 10 32 i mean it's just click 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 Taking your, taking your punishment. Yeah. And that's what God intended all to be. But then it's just like, ah, we just got to slaughter all these, you know, no, nothing, you know. And yeah. really it cheapens the sacrifice of Christ because that's what they're a picture of, yeah. you know. Yeah. We should be looking at Jesus and just be, oh, my God, Jesus, you took my punishment. All that blood and all those stripes, thank you, Lord, you know. And when we lose sight of that, we're doing the same thing as him. That's right. Just, just mere ritual. Form, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. God help us as a church, capital C, to get back. Wow. To when you come into a church, and I really thought it was a neat Sunday, five different preachers. I've, I've talked to Terry about this before. I think that's a true picture right there. If you might come to church, you don't know who's going to be preaching. You don't know who's going to be. Oh, oh, you're, well, you're the pastor. Well, yeah, I am. 
but uh, it doesn't mean I have to be in the pulpit every Sunday. Amen. We've got young men coming up. Hallelujah. Teachers, preachers, evangelists. Hallelujah. It's, it's happening in this church. It, it is. Uh, hallelujah. So, they will return to Egypt. In other words, that's referring they're going to go back to slavery. Israel has forgotten their maker. Uh, they've, they've placed their confidence somewhere else. They've built palaces, uh, all this stuff. So, chapter 9. This is starting the fourth judgment speech by Hosea. Do not rejoice, O Israel. There's nothing to shout about here, right? Do not be jubilant like the other nations. For you have been unfaithful to your God. Wow. What a harsh, harsh word. You have been unfaithful. God does not like it. Again, I said it a while ago. When we place our dependence on anything or anyone other than him, he wants number one lordship of our lives, doesn't he? So you've been unfaithful. You love the wages of a prostitute at every threshing floor. Threshing floors and wine presses will not feed the people. Uh, Men would sometimes, uh, I think he's kind of referring to this, men would sometimes stay overnight to guard the wine when they were trampling it out and stuff. They'd stay there to make sure no one came in. And the prostitutes would come and stuff would be happening there. So that's kind of a picture of that. You love the wages of a prostitute at every threshing floor. Uh, the new wine's going to, uh, will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's land. Uh, on and on he goes there. They'll not pour out the wine offerings. This food will be for themselves. It will not come into the temple of the Lord. All of this vile stuff going on, he again reverts back to making alliance with, alliances with Egypt. Uh, let's see here. Their treasuries of silver will be taken over by briars. Thorns will overrun their tents. The days of punishment, on and on. Judgment, judgment, judgment. The days of punishment are coming fact right they're coming it, it, it's going to happen the days of reckoning are at hand uh, he says the true prophet is considered a fool they wouldn't listen like many today just like today is the word of God I know there's some good preachers and ministers 24-7 calling out things that are wrong in this world and people turn a deaf ear. To, I don't want to hear that. That doesn't build me up. That doesn't. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Make them look like fools, you know. Yeah. There, yeah there's that next word. The, 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 the prophet's considered a fool, the inspired man, a maniac, the prophet along with my God. Here it is, is the watchman over Ephraim. Is that important to be watchmen? We have watchmen and women over this church that are praying and, and making sure that we keep this biblically based. Amen? Number seven on your handout. Refusing to hear the truth from prophets who spoke out so clearly about its sins, the nation did not hear God's message about what was soon to happen. We need watchmen to cry out. There it is. First blank, prophets. Second one, message. Third one, watchmen. Wow. Do we ever 
need watchmen. I'm so excited, though, about this revival. That, and then to hear that it's going to, I'd heard that it was already going to some colleges, and but 22 now. Hallelujah. Wow. You're not going to hear it on CB, uh, CNN or CBS or any of that about this. No. They're there. If they do, it'll be there to try to, like I said, mock or make make fun of probably. Now, now, right here at the bottom of this, and I don't know if any of you will remember this. I had to go back and read it again. It's in, it's in Judges 19 and 20, but he says, They have sunk, verse 9 of chapter 9, they've sunk deep into corruption as in the days of Gibeah. Uh, it was an evil city that God destroyed. What happened there was well, a couple had stopped to stay overnight in Gibeah when some wicked men gathered around the house and demanded that the man come out so they could have sex with him. Instead, the traveler gave them his concubine. They raped and abused her all night and then left her dead on the doorstep. And in chapter 20, I think, that man goes back to his place and he, I mean, this is gross, but he cut her into different pieces, didn't he? And sent it out to 12 pieces to all the different tribes. And boy, it was it was a pathetic, terrible, wicked, 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 uh, thing here so Hosea calls that to remembrance and here he says that's that's how deep we've sunk as in the days of Gibeah it's perverseness and sexual perversion and worshiping idols and refusing the living God God will remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins so then he then he goes into here uh, so let's read a little bit of this first and when I was when I found Israel it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your father, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. It was a good thing, right? But then, when they came to Baal Pure, that means drawn away, they consecrated themselves to that shameful idol and became as vile as the thing they loved. Ephraim's or Israel's glory will fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Even if they rear children, I will bereave them of everyone. Why? Because he didn't want them to have to go through the wickedness and the perverseness of what was going on there. Uh, the Moabites had actually enticed the Israelites into all this sexual sin and male worship. Uh, I wrote in here, when you can't read my writing. Oh, who you hang around with is very important, isn't it? Can you be influenced? You know, here they're God's people, but they start hanging out with the Moabites. And then they start this, you know, sexual perversion, all this stuff going on before long. And we see it time and time again. Great men of God sucked into this uh, through, through this. Uh, I like, Lisa had a good thing on Facebook this week uh, about men. What was it about? Something about Samson and uh, I thought that was an awesome quote is it refers to three or four different Old Testament men but it's uh, you can find it I may have even taken a picture of it myself pure lust if it did adultery wouldn't exist self-control is still a requirement lust doesn't care if you're married or single you may be Solomon in wisdom, or David in praise, or Abraham in faith, or Joshua in war, but if you're not Joseph in discipline, you will end up like Samson in destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. 
profound. Wow. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Discipline. The flesh is still active, isn't it? You, but the spirit man should overweigh the flesh every time. So he prays for them. Give them, O Lord, what you will give them. Give them wombs that miscarry, breasts that are dry again, because they didn't want the children to have to go through this. So jump on over to chapter 10. Uh, we're still, uh, let's see here, I believe in chapter 10, we're still under the fourth judgment speech down through actually 11, 7. So he goes on, uh, talks about their fruit. Uh, Israel was a spreading vine, brought forth fruit for himself. As his fruit increased, he built more altars, his land prospered. Does that happen a lot? Success can run, can run you, can it? I mean, you know of somebody that you've seen it just destroy their. <laughs> there you go. I think success uh, gained by the flesh will destroy you. But when it's given by the Lord, you know, he adds no sorrow to it. And that's, yeah. Yeah, again, God, we've just done the prayer of Jabez. He wants to bless his children you know, over and over and over. And, uh, and yet again, it's, it's that pride. Like, you know, plumb back to uh, Lucifer, right? Goes plumb, I, 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 I've done this. So one thing here in chapter 10 I did put on the study guide, number 8. In chapter 10, for God was angry with the people for their insincere promises. Because they didn't keep their word, there were many lawsuits were springing up. All kinds of stuff. He says here in verse, they make many promises, take false oaths, and make agreements. Therefore, lawsuits spring up like poisonous weeds in a plowed field. People who live in Samaria fear for the calf idol of Bethaven. He goes back to the idol worship, the idolatrous priest. Uh, Ephraim will be disgraced. Israel will be ashamed. The high places of wickedness will be destroyed, so thorns and thistles will grow up, on and on. Again, I'm not gonna, we're not going to read all of that. He does refer back to Gibeah again uh, in verse uh, 9. Since the days of Gibeah, you have sinned, Israel, and there you've remained. Did not war overtake the evildoers evil in Gibeah? When I please, I will punish them. Judgment is coming. When I please... It's all in his hands, isn't it? All in his hands. And then we get down here to, and this is one I know I, I have marked in my Bible here. I preached on this in 2009, right here, verse number 12. Sow for yourselves righteousness and reap the fruit of unfailing love. Break up your unplowed or fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you wow powerful isn't it break up the fallow unprepared ground unplowed I think is what he uses here so number 9 Hosea 10 12 challenges us to seek the Lord break up the unprepared fallow ground of our hearts and he will shower us with righteousness or another word for salvation right righteousness and salvation Man, can, can hearts get hardened like ground? Amen. You know, I think that's really what is 
just to be honest, wrong with a lot of churches. We need a, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to break up the fallow ground till we seek the Lord and we fall on our faces in true, sincere repentance and brokenness. Say, God, I want you more than anything. You know, this, this place should be full tonight. People hungry for God, right? Let's be honest. It should be. Yeah, you know, too, Pastor, I think it, it doesn't take long for me, anyway. I'm speaking for myself. I, if I don't read my word every day, it doesn't take long. I start noticing a just downward spiral. A spiral. Yeah. If I skip one day, I can tell. Wow. It, that's, how, that's how quickly. That's yeah. <laughs> Lisa. Wow. Yeah. It, it makes a difference. You know, depressed or because I get attacked with that or sometimes. All it takes is just a lot of times just opening the word and just one scripture and God will just speak to me. And then it's yeah. just, wow. Yeah. It's amazing. The Lord's wow. amazing. I love you guys. I love hearing from y'all. Man, it just, I know, I, I can just see the Holy Spirit in your, in your lives, man. It, it is. It, it's, uh, it's a relationship, isn't it? It's a relationship. It boils down to, to that. And I want to be with him. Don't you? I mean, it's, it's not a duty. It's not a duty. It's, it's a. Yeah, and think about it in that sense. What if, you know, what if I said, Tomorrow, well, I don't. I'm not going to talk to you today, babe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's crazy. When That's when you're crazy. young, sometimes there's days like that as you're adjusting to each other. Yeah. When you put that wall up, but you know you're both stubborn and yeah. ignorant. But anyway, yeah, yeah. You put that that wall up, and it's tenseness, and it's it's terrible. <laughs> Did you say y'all are still learning? It? I'm not saying anything. Amen. I plead the fifth. Yeah. Fear of the Lord, and he said, like, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then you may fear, but you believe in him. You may fear what he's going to do or whatever. But when you have a relationship with him, you fear not having his presence. Yeah. You know, if you were going to have fear, like you're, you know, that's how I am. I'm like, I can't stand it whenever. I'm like, Lord, where are you? Yeah. I hate those times. Yeah. Yeah. I just came through like kind of a season like that yeah. when I was crying out. And then now I'm just like, oh, he's here, you know. Yeah. Basking in his presence. Yeah. And we've all had those seasons when it seems like the heavens were brass. He is, yeah, yeah. But if, if it's just easy, 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 and no work needs to be put in, yeah. you know, which is not a relationship, there has to be work put in, you know, um, I think we need that because if not, we just take it for granted and we abuse it anyway. I mean, just like Israel did yeah. in the first covenant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because today in society, we have a government that's trying to get everybody pampered where they don't have to work for anything. Right. That's not God's way. I mean, you just proved it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, how far we've digressed yeah. even a hundred 
years, man. And, and we're talking about judgment here too, man. In, in America, I mean, back in the day, it, you did something wrong. It was your life. Yeah. Now it's almost you know corporal punishment and all of this. It's a, it, it has to go through almost 20 years of appeals and this and that and back and forth and we just and 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 there's a there's actually a scripture here in the next chapter I hope I didn't skip over it already uh, that talks about justice and love yeah we're, yeah it's in chapter 12 we're gonna we'll buzz up there to it but we need both don't we and and, and I'll save that thought but y'all don't let me buzz past that it's in chapter 12 uh, anyway break up your fallow ground get your ground carefully prepared uh, and sh there's going to be showers of righteousness. It's the law of sowing and reaping, isn't it? Do we reap what we sow? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. In so many ways. He says, because you've depended on your own strength and on your many warriors, the roar of battle will rise against your people. All your fortresses will be devastated on and on. It'll happen to you, O Bethel. Number 11 here, uh, or chapter 11. God's love for Israel. When Israel is a child, he goes back to that. He's done that two or three times, hasn't he? He'll insert a little verse or two. He's trying to mix some love with, with the harshness of judgment. But yet he's being a true prophet and sharing with sincere, heartfelt uh, love for the people that it's coming. It's coming. Get ready. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more I called Israel further they went from me they sacrificed to the bells they burned incense uh, blah 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 on and on there some of the same stuff we've we've read I, I led them uh, with cords of human kindness I lifted the yoke from their neck and I bent down to feed them I've led them and I fed them man that, that just stuck out in my so leading is 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 the same thing as guiding someone right you're leading someone you're guiding them feeding them you're what you're nurturing them I've done all these things for you and you, you know you still continue in your ways you go back to Egypt you go back to Assyria uh, on and on swords will flash in your cities my people are determined to turn from me wow determined to turn yeah from me it, is it a choice every day I choose Jesus don't you Okay, I don't think there's any questions on that uh, chapter there, is there? Uh, we've already got them. Okay, so let's jump into chapter 12 here. Uh, this is starting under the fifth judgment. Yeah, towards the latter part of 11, 11, 12, uh, and on into 12. Uh, Ephraim feeds on the wind. He pursues the east wind all day. He multiplies lies, violence. The Lord has a charge to bring against Judah. He will punish Israel, or Jacob, according to his ways and repay him according to his deeds. In the womb he struggled, or he grasped his brother's heel, I mean, and as a man he struggled with uh, God. That's, of course, Jacob, right? Remember that, the supplanter? That's what his name meant, the deceiver, the supplanter. And uh, he deceived Esau, got his birthright, got his blessing. All of this, uh, he, then the, the deceiver gets deceived <laughs> by Laban, right? We reap what we sow in life, don't we? It multiplied. It came back to get him. 
And uh, then here's the thing I was referring to a while ago, and I wanted to get to this tonight before we close out. You must return to your God, maintain love and justice. Is there a balance? Should there be a balance? And wait for your God always. And I, and I like what this commentary says here. Uh, love without justice, because it is not aiming at a higher standard, leaves people in their sins. Justice without love, because it has no heart, drives people away from God. Can we be too extreme either way? And it seems the, the modern thing right now is just love, love, love. And yeah, yeah. And our theme says people loving people. But we do, from the pulpit, speak the truth in love, don't we? You know, you mess. I know I remember saying this last Sunday as well, maybe the Sunday before. You know, if you, you're going to hell. <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty straightforward, right? It, uh, how many times do you hear that ringing from the pulpits nowadays? Not much. Yeah, so again, we have to keep that in balance, the love and the, the justice. You must return to your God, maintain that love and justice, and wait on God always. Balance, amen? Uh, the merchant, then he goes back into the merchant, uses dishonest scales. There, he again names some things. Uh, I'll make you live in your tents again. Uh, how, many, how many like promotion better than demotion? <laughs> I believe God wants to promote us, don't you? If we're living and obeying and, and that relationship with him, it's, it's not going to be going backwards. It's going to be ever moving forward. So, again, chapter 12. Anybody got any comments? Before we, we're about to get here to chapter 13. It's a, a chapter, just kind of a repeat. Uh, it's the sixth judgment. We'll hit a little bit of it, but a lot of it is just... Uh, repeat of some of the other judgments so I don't want to again bore you with all the little details here uh, therefore they will be like the this is in verse 3 of chapter 13 Bev therefore they will be like the morning mist like the er early dew he uses mist dew like chaff swirling from a threshing floor like smoke escaping through a window but I am the Lord your God who brought you out of you you shall acknowledge no God but me what was that first commandment? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, no other God but me. I cared for you in the desert, in the land of burning heat. When I fed them, they were satisfied. When they were satisfied, they became proud. Then they forgot me. There was a pattern, wasn't it? He satisfied them. Once they were satisfied, they became proud and arrogant. Then they forgot me. Self-sufficiency kicking in once again, right? Then he uses a lion, leopard, bear. He uses all of these as exa examples. Like a lion, I will devour them. A wild animal will tear them apart. You're destroyed, O Israel, because you are against me. Where is your king? You wanted a king? Where is he? That he may save you. God didn't really even want them to have a king, did he? They chose. Uh, they wanted that. Oh, we want a king like everybody, you know. The Moabites got a king. The Philistines, they got a king. We, we need a king. Oh, okay. We'll get you one. How'd that turn out? <laughs> I like that now because people want to worship the government now. Yeah. They think the government is, you know, meets all their needs. and. Yeah. 
and I'm right the opposite. The less of the government I have in my life, the happier. Yeah. Yeah, what was Reagan's comment about? Something about, uh, oh, yeah, something about I'm here. When, when they come up to you and say, I'm here from the government, and I'm here to help you or something. Run! Run! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Run. Run, yeah. It's crazy. Okay, one more here, and we'll get out of it. We'll wrap this up. Chapter 14, it's kind of, he goes back to, on your, on your outline there, and again, I gave that the first session, but it's the call to repentance. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. So he's saying true, heartfelt repentance. Actual repentance. True from the heart. Not ritual, not you know, going through the sacrifices and stuff, just through the motions, but true, heartfelt repentance. Hallelujah. I will heal your waywardness. I will love you freely. My anger has turned from you. It will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily, like a cedar of Lebanon. He will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree. His fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. Men will dwell again in his shade. He will flourish like the grain. He will blossom like a vine. And his fame will be like the wine from Lebanon. O Ephraim, or Israel, what more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I'm like a green pine tree. Your fruitfulness comes from me. So question 10 uh, on your handout. In chapter 14, God turns his anger away and promises healing and restoration. God's compassion never fails, does it? Even after all of these shenanigans, all of the stuff that you've done, I will restore you and I'll heal you. And, and I'm telling you, grace, marvelous grace, amazing grace. Yeah, it does. It really does. And, and you know, this judgment thing, I, I, I've been praying for judgment to come on this wicked rulership. But it's, it's a like you said before, it's judgment that can turn them around. Yeah. I mean, if you live through the judgment, there's time to repent, you know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And what was I said? It's something, judgment is calling to your attention. It's calling something to your attention, isn't it? It's like, come on! Yeah. You know? What yeah. do I have to do to get your attention to see that? And that word crisis, which, you know, is crisis, it's God bringing us to a place of crisis that Good. requires a decision to be made. And if we don't make the right one, he'll make it for us. You yeah. Know, in judgment. It can get that, worse. That's it. Yeah. 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 It can get worse. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. That, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Last verse, and it's question 11 here in a second. Who is wise? He will realize these things. Who is discerning? He will understand them. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious 
stumble in there. What a profound word. Wow. Follow God, right? It's that simple. Follow God. Wow. Hallelujah. Here's the last blanks. In the last verse of Hosea, he closes with an appeal to listen, learn, and benefit from God's word. This is still the difference between life and death for us today. We must be wise and follow him. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Hosea's over, and we'll get into Joel. We'll have one more Wednesday night here next Wednesday, and then we'll be transitioning. Woo! To the, uh, let's meet at the new place. Yeah, and uh, okay, on the slide here, any of you that want to come and see the new place, uh, we'll, we'll be there Saturday at 1. Just kind of, it, it, they'll still have their stuff in there. They're going to be getting it out the next week, but uh, he's given us.